Xi, and this is ReSound. ReSound is a remix of music, documentaries, found sounds, sound bites, and bits and pieces of delectable audio we find all over the world. We listen to a lot of stuff on the air, on the web, and then bring you the best of what we hear each week on ReSound. Today, one of my favorite subjects, Chicago. Hog butcher to the world, jewel of the Midwest, and everything in between. Stay tuned. Chicago, as all Chicagoans know, means wild onion. Wild as in feral, unpredictable, fierce, blustery, lunatic. Onion, as in layered, spicy, sometimes stinky, sometimes sweet, and always tear-inducing. Pull out the shovels, gas up the snowblower, and get out all that salt. The snow is a-coming. At its best, it's beautiful, humming with life in every nook and cranny. At its worst, it's freezing, if not boiling, congested, dirty, and corrupt. I think there's nothing but sunshine hanging over me. And by the way, I should say, if anybody wants to tape my conversations, go right ahead. Feel free to do it. I appreciate anybody who wants to tape me openly and notoriously. My kind of town. Chicago. My kind of town. Chicago is endurance, vitality, and heartbreak. Madrid is still in. Tokyo is still in. Wait a minute. Chicago is out. And my sweet home, born and bred, brined and bruised, cultivated and contoured by this big, sprawling mother of a city who's always carried me around by the scruff of the neck. Her streets and stores, alleys and shores reared me. When I was young, the Prudential Building, that little pipsqueak on Randolph, was the tallest roof in the city. Impossible! But true. I miss the S-curve, the tropical hut, Belden Deli, we bolts. We mourn for the many who've left us. Anyone who ever goes fishing should own a pocket fisherman. Goodbye, roller coasters at Riverview. For decades, the world's largest amusement park covered 74 acres along the Chicago River between Belmont and Western. But certain things persist. I will always be lulled by the city's lurching trains. This is Adams and Electrified by her million little lights, I sweat Lake Michigan. What is it about this city that breeds such love and loyalty? Oh, sure, there's the usual stuff. Al Capone, Nelson Algren, The Mayor's Daily, Frank Lloyd Wright, Second City, Chicago Dogs, Ernie Banks, Deep Dish, The L, Science and Industry. You know the drill. But what is it really? What sets us apart from Keokuk, Kankakee, New York, or L.A.? Here's a joke that may shed some light on the subject. 
A Chicago man goes to hell, and the devil asks how he's doing. The man answers, just fine. So the devil turns up the heat, but the man just says, ah, it's like Chicago in spring. Annoyed, the devil really turns on the flames, but it's no use. The Chicago man takes off his jacket and says, ah, it's just like Chicago in summer. Now the devil is really confused, but he comes up with a new idea. He turns the temperature all the way down, and hell freezes right over. Suddenly, the Chicago man starts jumping and shouting, Cubs win! Cubs win! Go Cubs go! Go Cubs go! Hey Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are gonna win today. Go Cubs go! Get my point? You can't screw with us. We are unflappable. Our temperature has been as high as 105 and as low as negative 27. The city's expressways were at a standstill. We work. When we burn down, we rebuild. When the mayor doesn't get the snow shovel, we kick him out. Her too. The machine that ran Chicago doesn't work anymore. Yet Jane Byrne and Richie Daly are still fighting over it. Harold Washington has a different plan. But while they fight over that machine, I shall fight for Chicago by getting jobs and money. We laugh at ourselves before anyone else can. It's the quiet confidence, the rough and tumble, the light sparkling on the water, the wild onion. When you take the time to ramble through Chicago's alleys, she will cough up some beautiful jewels. In her corner stores, handmade tamales and Polish vodka, penny candy and pig's feet. Our homegrown specialties are so good, they're offered to the world. Tootsie Rolls, Boston Big Beans, Barack Obama. Sasha and Malia, I love you both more than you can imagine. And you have earned the new puppy that's coming with us to the White House. Like the lake, we never stop churning. We change. We grow. We update. Hello, Millennium Park. The Bean. Sue. Macy's. Okay, never mind that last one. New York, big deal. Keep your crowds and your filth and your original rays. I'll take the original Unos any day. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. L.A., get over yourself. Nothing's always sunny. Stop pretending it is. We got all we need right here, right now. Sweet Home Chicago. You're listening to ReSound. I'm Gwen Maxi. Last year, the Third Coast Festival invited a number of radio producers, some who live here, some who've visited, and some who've never set foot on our shores, to make what we call a Chicago sound drop. What is a sound drop, you might ask? Well, it's a short audio piece that conjures the city through sound, story, and imagination. 
In a few minutes, we're going to talk about the project with Third Coast Artistic Director Julie Shapiro. But first, let's listen. This sound drop is a meditation on the famous, some might say infamous, Chicago accent. I think that the Chicago accent is linked to other Midwestern accents, but there are some distinct phrases and sounds that make it different. There's a lot of S's involved. Like, you know, you don't say, give me an old style. You say, give me an old style. S's get drawn out and vowels get flattened. There's the, the round O and the, the nasal A. Like sausage, sausage. When you're going to your mom's place, you say, I'm going by my ma's place. Polish sausage. Pol- uh, Polish sausage. And that, you know, that's like from Saturday Night Live. Now let's turn our attention to another dynasty in progress. The balls. And it's such a friendly accent, I think, that you don't, it's like welcoming. You're sort of brought in by it. It's like getting a a hug. It's like getting a hug. It's like getting a a flattened, a flattened sort of nasally, vowelly hug. I have no evidence whatsoever um, as to whether or not this story is actually true. But here it is. So it's the Taste of Chicago, which is this uh, annual event. You know, lots of people out, you know, big khaki shorts, big barrel-chested folks getting getting out to get their food on. This guy kind of saunters up to a stand and says, um, could you give me a, a couple of those tortillas with um, some jalapeno peppers and uh, those of those glazed donuts? And then there's trademark phrases of the Chicago accent, namely... Two tree. And a couple of two tree Pepsi Cokes. Which you don't hear anywhere else. And that the word tree is not tree, it's three, but it's tree, right? So I'm gonna get, you know, couple two tree cokes and bring them back. So how much will that be? A a, a buck tree eighty or two bucks tree eighty? I think the phrase is couple two tree. Couple two tree. I've heard that on the floor of the city council. And I like that you can go through large swaths of Chicago and not really hear it. I think that there's like a South Side Chicago accent, sort of a, you know, South Side Irish. That's a good point. It's not the whole city. No, I'm, I'm from Chicago. I was born in the middle of the city and raised there. And I don't ever say couple two tree. There is one like radio personality that has a huge Chicago accent. This guy named Mike North, who's like a sports guy in Chicago. It's a perfect. It's so good. It is a pleasure to have you here. You're in a chair that uh, is for an eight-year-old right now, and yes. your knees are going, I mean, I don't know, Jen put you in that chair. You can't be happy about it, but Thanks, you're used Jen. to it. <laughs> How are you, Shank? You're oh. up early. People think of that as the Chicago accent, but it's not the only Chicago accent. There, there's more than one Chicago accent. What do you think is the trademark phrase? Chicago. <laughs> That was Couple Two Tree by Sean Cole. It is true that Chicago is way too big, too bold, too varied to be categorized by one adjective, one accent, one neighborhood, or any one group of people. There are so many Chicagos. We can't possibly capture them all. But that doesn't mean that we can't try. And try we did with these little Chicago sound drops. I talked with Third Coast Artistic Director Julie Shapiro about the project. The Chicago Sound Drops are a body of work that conjure the city through sound, story, and imagination. That was our little tagline. And where did the original idea come from in the first place? 
The idea sort of came to light as we were thinking about the Third Coast Festival becoming an independent organization last year in 2009, and we thought, what better way to celebrate this emerging as a nonprofit arts organization in Chicago than by collecting this body of work about the city? And these are small stories. Each sound drop lasts about three minutes, and they were produced by a collection of producers that the Third Coast has some sort of ongoing relationship with. Either we featured them on our website, or they've won an award, or they're just good friends. Uh, We went to them and invited them to make a story about Chicago. But not all these producers live in Chicago, right? No, that's the interesting thing. I had this idea that Chicago kind of looms large in people's imagination, no matter where you live, whether you're here or on the other side of the planet. It really could come directly from their notion of what Chicago is and sounds like. Well, let's talk about a couple of them. For instance, let's start with Studs and Jimmy. Uh, That's the title of the sound drop, and it's produced by Alan Hall. What can you tell us about that one? Okay. Well, Alan Hall is based in London, but yet he has many ideas and a lot of feeling for Chicago. So we knew he'd be a great one to invite to make a Chicago sound drop. Um, He combined recordings of blues pianist Jimmy Yancey with tape from an interview he'd made with Studs Terkel and also threw in a little bit of the L and actually a live voice from back in the day when there were actual people making those announcements on the train. And he creates this sort of musical trio, a conversation between all three of those elements uh, throughout the course of this little sound drop. And uh, what is the piece of trivia about Jimmy Yancey that we need to know? Oh, right. Not only a famous and beloved blues pianist from Chicago, he was also a White Sox groundsman. All right. Here is Studs and Jimmy. I said what? Grand Estate next. Grand Estate. You know, if I don't hear you, I have to repeat it. Sure. Everybody says to me, you're looking great. It's no longer seven stages of man. It's three stages. Youth, middle age, and you're looking great. When do I tend to return? When I'm toes up, of course. If I retired, I die. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Washington Lake next. Washington Lake. Change for orange, green, trains. What is interviewing? Listening. It's respect. First of all, that person recognizes that you respect him or her. Because you're listening. It's curiosity. You know my epitaph will be, curiosity did not kill this cat. That's my epitaph. 35th is next. Rufa, sure. You know, regrets, sure. Good things, yeah. Am I what? The world been a stage? Yeah. Am I a ham is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I suppose it has. I'm always acting, you know. 35th. Those daisies there. The daisies my son brings. And near it is the urn of my wife's ashes. That's 1999. She missed the 21st century by about a week. And so when I check out, I use the word check out because that's a hotel word. And I was raised in a hotel. And when I check out, I'll have my ashes intermingled with hers, you know, and buried in Bughouse Square. 
So where were we? Where were we? Southbound, how are Dan Ryan making all stops tonight? Smoking, littering, radio playing, not permitted on board this train. You're hitting certain questions, of course, that I find difficult uh, to answer. This is Sarmac, 22nd Street, Chinatown. And so, here we are. That's the last touch. That was Studs and Jimmy by producer Alan Hall. Uh, we have Julie Shapiro here with us in the studio. That's got to be one of the most iconic Chicago sounds. What, Studs Trickle's voice? Studs Trickle's voice, the train, the blues. I mean, it's just kind of all wrapped up in one. And there's such a nice reflection. Uh, You know, Alan interviewed Studs just a couple years before he died, and it's like a pre-farewell in some ways. as his beautiful homage to all the ways he inspired people and um, it just it it's just such a perfect little piece sometimes a three-minute piece is all you need to get to some really big important and beautiful ideas absolutely a lot of people think you need a long time to do it but really that proves that how much can be done in just a very short amount of time yeah and it's like this tour through the imagination of Chicago the way the the train stops come up and and studs kind of responds to the the conductor and then the piano comes in and follows through it's just it's just a nice combination of all these different iconic sounds well our next sound drop is called riding through summer and the producer is Katie Mingle, someone who's a Chicagoan and a good friend to the Third Coast. And this is a totally different sound. It's a little bit lighter and a little bit breezier and a little captures a little bit more about Chicago summers. Oh, yeah, I love this piece so much. It takes me right to deep summer. I think Katie kind of nailed it. And it's partly because of the sound design. There's very subtle sound throughout the entire piece. She shows you so much about her neighborhood, Pilsen, um, where she rides her bike around all summer. And, and there's a little bit of a, a sort of tease about where you're heading. You don't know where you're, you're going out with her on her bike and you don't know where you're going. But her writing is what really makes this piece completely sore. It's so efficient and she picks out these little details that really put you exactly um, on her bicycle with her as she's passing by the ice cream man and as she's passing by the softball game. And um, and then you get, I'm not going to spoil it, but you get to your destination and you can practically feel what's going on. Here's Riding Through Summer by producer Katie Mingle. It's summer in Chicago. The pavement soaks up the heat and radiates it back. The people absorb it and they sweat and grow hot like little embers. It's 2 p.m., the hottest time of day, and I'm making my way into the basement to get my bike. On 18th Street in Pilsen, on the southwest side of Chicago, the ice cream truck searches out new customers. The stores open their doors and windows. It smells like roasting chicken. I bike, past the tamale man, the CD store, 
the bus stop where tomorrow morning I will stand and wait in the relative cool of the dawn. Hey, look, I'm running into my brother. I haven't seen him in a long time. The bridge over Chinatown is the one hill in an all-flat bike ride. Downtown Chicago shimmers in the distance. There is a festival by the river, and a little further down, men play softball in a cloud of orange dust. There you go! I ride. The sun beats on my face, but I'm getting closer. Closer. And finally, I am here. The lake. This city, Chicago, it runs and stretches for so long and then halts. The lake says, this is the end of your line, city. You may go no further. The lake sits patiently next to the buildings, showing off its various shades of blue and quietly reminding us that all summer long, even on the hottest days, it is cool. The perfect temperature for a swim. That was Riding Through Summer by Katie Mingle. And just to give you an update on what Katie's doing these days, well, she's producing ReSound. You're listening to ReSound from the Third Coast Festival in Chicago. I'm Gwen Maxi. Today, we're listening to the Chicago Sound Drops, short audio postcards about the city, and talking to Third Coast Artistic Director Julie Shapiro about the project. Well, next we go to a sound drop that has an unusual sound called Elevated Grand Chicago by Aaron Zim. And it's talk about a, a musical work or a chorus or a, um, I don't know, how would you describe this one? I would describe it exactly how Aaron described it. An onomatopoetic memory of Chicago. He used to live here, and he's out in the Bay Area now. And when we invited him to think about what Chicago sounds like in his memory and his imagination, uh, this is what he came up with. And it is one of the most popular or go-to sounds of Chicago, but it's actually absent of the exact sound you would expect to hear. Okay, very mysterious. We'll um, talk about it afterward. Okay. Elevated Grand Chicago by Aaron Zim. This, this is Chicago. Grand is next. Thump. Thrum. Thunder. Bang. Thunk. 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 Stutter. Clash. Clang. Clink. Bang. Bump. Bop. Hack. Bang. Bang. Bop. Bump. Bash. Bark. Clang. Bark. Clink. Bark. Batter. Buzz. Rattle. 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 Rant. Rasp. Huff. Huff. 
Howl, clap, bop, pop, bash, plink, clash, break, 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 wail, shake, crawl, crunch, plink, huff, hum, buzz, 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 howl, swish, 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 snicker, kiss, squeal, 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 talk, sing, sizzle, 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 whisper, mutter, whisk, honk, whisper, hiss, whisk, sputter, whisper, slither, whisk, chatter, whisper, skitter, whisk. Chirp, chatter, whisper, flutter, whisk, chat, chirp, whisper, chatter, whisk, chatter, chat, whisper, hiccup, 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 whisk, chitter, 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 chatter, chirp, chuff, whisk, chomp, whisper, chat, whisk, whisper, swish, gasp, clickety clack, clack, clickety clack, clack, clickety clack, clack, clickety clack, clickety clack, clickety clack, clickety clack, bang, bang, bebop, bop, bong. Slam, shuffle, shunt, shuffle, shunt, shuffle, shunt, shout, 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 scuff, scuff, scorn, bang, bang, bong, beat, beat, tap, drum, hiss, kiss, hiss, kiss, hiss, hum, hum, drum, hum, drum, hum, ding, dance, ding, shake, slam, sing, sob, scream, screech, shush. Snap. 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 Spit. Spout. Spit. Spout. Sputter. Spit. Spout. Spit. Spout. Sputter. Growl. Sigh. Joke. Josh. Slam. Chortle. Groan. Grind. Grind. Rail. Rack. Laugh. Roar. Thunder. Rhyme. Thump. Rumble. 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 Roar. Rum. Growl. 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 Slam. Snore. Cry. Rhyme. Sigh. Raz. Ride. Rattle. Rail. Slap. Slam. Squeal. Slam. Shake. Shift. Ring. 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 Sing. 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 Squeal. Say. Jingle. Jingle. Jangle. 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 Jingle. Jangle. Grumble. Grumble. Grunt. Grumble. Grumble. Grunt. Snort. Grunt. Snort. Sniff. Groan. Gargle. Giggle. Gargle. Giggle. Gargle. Giggle. Gasp. Sigh. Cry. Sigh. Moan. Moan. Groan. Sigh. Shiver. Thump. Thrum. Thunk, glide, dash, slide, dawdle, sing, imitate, tintinabulate. This is grand. That was Elevated Grand Chicago by Aaron Zim. All right, Julie. Well, do you feel like you just got Decipher, off the L? Yeah. <laughs> this is an experiential piece. You're meant to, to feel every lurch, every bump into the person next to you. It, to me, conjures the oppression of being on the train, surrounded by people you can't get off yet. Your stop's you know, still 10 minutes away. And in the same way, there's something joyful about it. The producer, Aaron, was certainly having fun with it. And, and it, you know, there are those moments, those rare moments where CTA really seems worth all the hassle. And <laughs> I think that comes through in this piece as well. And I can also see him, like, standing before, you know, a chorus of people conducting this whole thing, you know. Oh, yeah. He made it by having five people read through a list of 400 words that he whittled down to from 600 words. Um, Aaron is very thorough. Oh, He's many other things God. as well, but he's very thorough, meticulous producer. So we had them read these things. He threw all of the clips into his computer. None of this was premeditated. He just diced and sliced and Are you, uh, just produced by his all, ear. All in the same room at the same time. Oh, no, no. One at a time. Uh, that is... Oh. <laughs> He's a magician. That is impressive. Wow. We're here with Julie Shapiro, artistic director of the Third Coast Festival, talking about the Chicago Sound Drops, little, little radio stories that conjure up Chicago through sound, story, 
and imagination. Uh, we've heard a few of them. We're going to hear a few more. And the next one we're going to hear is called Chicago's Gangster by Heather Radke. And of course, if it's about Chicago, there has to be one. There has gangster, to be crime. Right? There has <laughs> to be a little bit of history thrown in there. And this is a famous one. Heather's sound drop does just that. And it actually goes off the rails and brings in all these other little random tidbits that were unexpected. But it's basically a story about people who honor uh, John Dillinger's uh, incredible story that that famous gangster from Chicago um, and they do this every summer in quite a strange way and Heather <laughs> was right there to capture it okay let's hear it this is Chicago's gangster by Heather Radke John Dillinger is dead trapped at last and shot down in his tracks as he emerged from this motion picture theater here in Chicago you couldn't live in America in 1934 and not have seen and, and know about this man. People said in 34 that he was one of the three most famous men in America, maybe behind Franklin Roosevelt and, and Charles Lindbergh. My name is Elliot Gorn. I wrote a book called Dillinger's Wild Ride. From May 1933 to July 1934, in the heart of the Great Depression, Dillinger is let out of the Indiana State Prison after nine years and he begins a succession of bank robberies, a dozen of them before it's over. Public enemy now rises to fame as an underworld hero. Arrogant, that expression in his eyes. Every year now, well, going back uh, at least 25 years, folks gather on, on every July 22nd at a bar across the street from the Biograph Theater. They gather at the bar and, and drink and talk, and then a little after 10, across the street to the Biograph. In recent years, following bagpipes, uh, bagpiper, uh, to the to the Biograph, and where a version, anyway, of the Dillinger story is, is retold. Dillinger is um, in Chicago, a very, very hot day on July 22nd, 1934, and he goes to the movies with two women, one of whom, Anna Sage, a Romanian immigrant, has, uh, has reported to the FBI where he'll be that night. Tipped off to the gangsters' movements by a woman, federal agents surrounded the theater with a ring of steel, blue steel, and itching trigger fingers. He tried to draw his gun, but three bullets fired simultaneously ended his notorious career. He was wearing eyeglasses as a disguise and a mustache, and he dyed his hair. Even his best girl wouldn't have known him. And they took him for a ride to the county morgue and tied a tag to his toe. For the last several years at these July 22nd uh, events, there's usually two gentlemen who talk about Dillinger. Dillinger was a ro Robin Hood, a criminal. Uh, and, and describe his life and his death. One telling uh, a version of the story of his life um, and, and how he was brought down by the FBI. The, the other is involved in uh, studies of the psychic and of the uncanny and of spiritualism and so on. And he, he is, every year I've been there, has told stories of Dillinger's ghost, Dillinger's spirit being seen or felt uh, in the alley. Back in the 1970s, the talk was that John Dillinger's ghost haunted this alley. A bluish-gray silhouette-shaped form, running, tripping, falling in the mouth of the alley, right at this very spot. And then afterwards, everyone sings Amazing Grace. It's a Chicago story, especially in the sense that Chicago has an image of itself and others have an image of it, going back to Carl Sandburg and, and even before, of this city that's 
that's tough, that's, that, that is so associated with crime and lawlessness and, and, and gangsters uh, and, and so on. And Chicago prides itself a little bit on that, that sense of itself. This is the town, this is Capone's town, this is Dillinger's town, this is the town of, of, of those, those kind of men. I think that's a little part of it. That was Chicago's Gangster by Heather Radke, one of the Chicago Sound Drops. And Julie's here to tell us something more about it. Well, I just was struck by how archival archival tape sounds. And it, I mean, <laughs> it's so corny and so overblown. Is that what, you Love know, like it. 25, 30, 60 years from now, Fox News is going to sound like this dated and, and sort of dramatic. And right. um, I just feel like, you know, immediately you're in the past because of the tone of that tape. It, it Are really, we going like, to sound like that? Back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Probably. I hope, I hope not. I hope not. Fox News, I get it, but hopefully we'll, we're going to be eternal and eternally entertaining. Oh, I, and I not, enjoy that thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Let's move on. Our next one uh, is called Beat Street. What can you tell us about this one? Well, of course, now we're we're talking about Chicago's story, so there's got to be something about a street musician, right? Right, And right. so Chris Sewell, a producer who's new to the game but really talented, spent some time looking for the perfect street musician to trail and record and talk to, and he found that person in Vimont, Brogsdale. I mean, anyone who can just come out with a quote like, Oatmeal beats noatmeal, you know right. you've got your radio subject. So, uh, And what's really beautiful about this piece is that Chris manages, again, to create a duet sort of between the traffic that's driving by as Vermont's playing and the actual music. So with his producer's ear, he was recording, and then he went in and mixed this really nice little piece. Yeah, there are some very beautiful moments. Uh, my name is V. My Brogsdale. Uh, I'm a street performer, a uh, drummer. I'm on Michigan Avenue. I'm usually out here in... Uh, summer and I'm usually out here until it gets too cold. The horn players got to quit when it gets 20 degrees. If I ain't got no money, I'll come out because oatmeal beat no meal, my mama told me. One thing I like about the streets, man, you come out here and, and uh, the most beautiful thing is, man, something that you would do for free. Somebody gives you a dollar or two for it. That's a beautiful thing. That's that's a bless. That's a that's that's one of the biggest blessings. Of and I love the people, man. I, you know, I just I, you know I, I love the people. You know, when you can, uh, uh, especially when I got horn players and somebody working with me as a drummer. There's times when I we've made people's day. You know, and uh, and they played some music and people were walking by and say, you know, you play the right song and you make it. That's a beautiful thing. You contribute to something, you know. You know, that's what's really weird about me. I come out here, I'm so hard-headed. I'll play jazz just to play it. And it's really weird. I'll play and play, and then, like, like well, I'll start some R&B later. And even then, I'll probably make more money. But then it's weird. I can play jazz, and, and just one person will come by who really understands and appreciates the music, and they'll drop a big deal. You know, it, it happens. It doesn't always happen, but it happens. What I really want to accomplish right now is uh, 
to just work. Because the work is probably there. If I'm playing well enough, you know, I just get the confidence to go back in the city and go, go to the, some of the major clubs in Chicago, sit down and play. Because I like playing the street, but there ain't nothing like being with a big band, man, and you really playing some really good music. When you laying down, you know, I don't need to be up front all the time, just being back there playing my part. And when, you, when, you, when I'm living for the music, that's the greatest time in the world. When you really playing, I mean, you playing with four or five pieces or more, and you are really making something happen. That's it. Let's give the band a big round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. That was Beat Street by Chris Sewell. And one of the things that's so great about this piece is the way it's about the musician, but it's also a piece of music sort of in and of itself. Oh, right. Chris uh, really paid attention to what was going on around Vimont and was able to work the traffic and there's the sounds of the city into sort of another voice in the piece. And it's this beautiful duet. And I also love how even though it's basically an interview with the street musician about what he does, it really gets to these bigger pictures and bigger dreams that, of course, everyone playing on the street, you imagine, has a different idea about where else they might play as much as they might enjoy playing on the street as well. So it's a small story, and it's also something that touches on much larger ideas. Our next one uh, is called The Big City by Sean Hurley, and Sean Hurley has been a good friend to the Third Coast, and this is actually, um, I guess maybe we can call it a collaboration between Sean Hurley and his alter ego, Sherwin Sleeves. Absolutely. Sean has developed this amazing persona for radio. I mean, actually, he might take offense at me saying that. I I think for Sean, Sherwin Sleeves lives and breathes and goes about his daily business just as we do. But uh, his daily business in this case is writing songs to commemorate the capitals of every state in the U.S. So Sherwin Sleeves is traveling along and we find himself in Chicago, which, by the way, is not the capital of Illinois, but we Capital schmapital, it's okay. It works in the song. And uh, so he sits there in the Green Mill, one of the most famous, important places uh, in the history of, of music in Chicago, and he crafts Chicago's theme song. Here's The Big City by Sean Hurley. Hello. Hello. Um, I really dislike having to interrupt this evening's jazz program here at the Green Mill. But Tom saw me scribbling out a song on a napkin, and he said that any song that gets written here at the Green Mill should be performed at the Green Mill at the earliest possible convenience, and so here I am. So I write songs about capital cities, uh, theme songs. I wrote my first song in uh, 1989, after falling asleep during a tour of the Old North Church in Boston. So let me just tap that out for you. Well, I was trying to have some fun Well, I fell asleep in Boston I fell asleep in Boston Well, cause everything there's exhausting That's only 12 seconds long. I wrote the lyrics down on my hand and tapped out the, the melody at the hotel piano. In Philadelphia, it happened again. At Independence Hall, a small orchestra was setting itself up, and I had to squeeze between the cellos and the violins to get out. And there it was, inside my head, ready-made, my Philadelphia song. 
Put the hallways in the middle of the cellars and the fiddles, Philadelphia. Put the cattle in the stalls and the secrets in the walls, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, the air's so sweet, you just lay down, forget your feet. Twenty years later, and I've, I've written songs for every capital city, except Chicago. Which is why I'm here. Not only do I need to be in the city, but I also need the right spot. Like Independence Hall, the Old North Church, or like the Green Mill tonight. At this point, the band has been given copies of the sheet music. And so here it is, my first and probably last performance on stage. My Chicago Big City theme song. And I hope you'll be so kind as to indulge me as I say, Hit it, Charlie. You put the eight ball there in the corner pocket Hit the shoe shine boy by a girl a locket Screw your head up town in the city socket This Chicago is a big, big town Takes a toll, that's the big old city Oh, the big city The night's so bright and pretty By holiday, by holiday Take this girl Alley dancing, her eyes are smoke, her dress on fasten. The juice is ripe for sweet romancing. The place can then burn down the mansion. Follow the man straight to Chicago. All the demand is for Chicago. Dab, dab, titty, boo, dab, belly, ba, ba, ba. Oh, the big city. Oh, the big city. Ba, ba, ba. Thank you so much. Oh, my lord, I just remembered. Isn't Springfield the capital of Illinois? That was The Big City by Sean Hurley. Um, And the other funny thing is Philadelphia is not the capital of Pennsylvania either. (laughs) (laughs) But as I said, we didn't really care. We love this piece. Uh, Sean attached a note when he turned in this sound drop and explained that he would travel out to Chicago every summer to stay with his grandparents and I quote, my grandfather was the kind of guy who liked to hang around pool halls. He was sweet, street, and half a hustler. And he loved to sing out snatches of old jazz and big band tunes. When I started working on this piece, I thought about him, and I thought about how strongly I associate Chicago with music. And so many of us do, actually. All right, well, we're going to hear one more sound drop as we go out. Julie, what's it called? This one is by producer Jonathan Mitchell, who lives in New York now, so another out-of-towner. And his sound drop, uh, as he describes, is more a docu-song about a broken dream. I've never lived in Chicago. 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 I've never lived in Chicago. 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 I would have enjoyed living in Chicago because it was so busy and there were a lot of people there. Graffiti all over the walls. The Cubs, the Art Museum, the Lyric Opera, the Sears Tower, the Skyline, the elevated train. I did want to live in Chicago, but, um, I don't know, it just, you know, 
you know. Chicago. Chicago. Chicago kind of makes you feel important. Like you're somebody. Like you count. Because you're so anonymous to everyone. You can just in your mind pretend that they should know you. Chicago. Chicago. We haven't been very often. Chicago. Chicago. I would have enjoyed living in Chicago. But You're listening to ReSound from the Third Coast Festival. I'm Gwen Maxi. To hear all the Chicago Sound Drops, and while you're at it, hundreds of amazing documentaries from around the world, visit thirdcoastfestival.org. Chicago musician Abraham Levitan is many things, in addition to being about a foot and a half taller than me. He's the founder of the band Baby Teeth, He runs a music teacher's group called Piano Power, and he hosts a live game show called Shame That Tune at the Hideout in Chicago. In addition to his many talents, he has yet another quirky ability, writing songs on the spot. And I'm talking with maybe a few minutes preparation time, maybe just a few seconds to get his thoughts and his fingers together. For most of us, this would be terrifying, publicly performing with zero preparation. But he explained, in his own self-deprecating way, the process he goes through to keep the heart-stopping terror at a minimum and the creative energy at a maximum. A little meditation, a lot of talent, and low expectations, which keeps the dreaded writer's block at bay. We visited Abraham in his apartment at his piano and talked with him about the roots of his uncanny musical ability. I remember like in high school when I was learning jazz and my jazz teacher was teaching me kind of the great american songbook type of songs which i love i had this moment where i realized you know wow all these songs kind of use the same five or six chords i saw these two paths opening up before me on one path was being really disheartened about that it's like the magician showing you the trick yeah and then the, the other path was like well if they can do it And so, fortunately, I went down that path and chose to become more fascinated by music, and particularly pop music, particularly forms of music that have very well-defined rules. All right, so can you give us an example of, for instance, the things you have in your, you know, vest pocket if somebody says, like, Motown? Okay. So Motown, I guess you would have, like... um, your strong percussive beat. And then you have some cool string part. I used to read about like the Brill Building songwriters from the 60s where Carole King got her start and so many other people. And just that idea that like the song had to be done at five o'clock. No matter what. 
and they wrote so many great songs under those absurd restrictions. That's my dream for songwriting, is to have it be that mechanized to the point where you don't feel like you're pushing a boulder up a mountain. You just feel like you're filling out the form. So, you got those elements that yeah. puts Sounded you there. Yeah, like Motown. <laughs> and then, once you have that bedrock, all you need to do is come up with some lines that rhyme. Well, can we do another? Can we do another style? Because mm -hmm. that's so much fun. All right, let's think. Um, what's in your toolbox for? Yeah, country western. Country western. Well, country western is one of those great genres where there are really only a few chords. Your one chord. Your four chord. Your five chord and maybe a six minor. So with those four chords, you can do tons of genres, but if you do it with country, it's... I think originality is um, extremely overrated. When you sit down to write a song, you're never actually writing a song in the first place. You're kind of choosing your favorite elements of the musical past and weaving them together and maybe putting a few uh, funny turns of phrase in there and then BMO. Is it also a little bit element of kind of writer's block, the idea that you have to come up with something quote-unquote original? Yes. It just It's just stymieing just Absolutely. the thought of it. The, the, the cure for writer's block is either to write the worst song you can or the most derivative song you can. As long as I'm trying to do one of those two things, writer's block does not exist. Because your inner editor is just gone. Mm-hmm. When you're doing an on-the-spot song, what are you listening for in what's being presented? Ideas, words, rhymes? Um, excuse me, just taking a few notes here. <laughs> Vulnerability. Okay, I am listening for usually just one or two words that strike me as a little surprising or unplanned. Something that I've kind of inadvertently done with these songs is to create something that is very high contrast in a way because I don't feel like I go into the lyrical cliches of these particular genres at all. So so it's like one voice overlaid over all these musical genres. And, yeah. yeah. Your dorky friend guiding you through uh, the constellations. Tripping, tripping the light fantastic with you. <laughs> um, all right, so throughout this interview, you've been taking notes. Mm -hmm. And uh, because we told you ahead of time, gave you a little notice, little notice, that we wanted you to write a song about this interview. Mm -hmm. uh, are you ready to do that now, or do you need a little more think time? I, th I think I'm just going to try to to shovel something out. Why don't, why don't we set the uh, kitchen timer? <laughs> That's good, all right. Here we go. Thank you. 
process has been going on for a while It's how I developed what became my personal style Some people speak disparagingly of constraints But I think it ain't what it is, it's what it ain't If it ain't smart or it ain't well thought out, I'll write it If it don't have a half thought in its head, that's mine Just put me in the factory and leave me there all day And I'll show you my shit when it's quitting time I had to swear because of the internal rhyme. It was too hard to resist. I think one more chorus and one more verse, you have a hit. Yeah. Absolutely. Tammy Wynette's got to jump in for the second <laughs> verse. Then it'll really work. That was on-the-spot songwriter Abraham Levitin. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman. We liked his work so much, we invited Abraham to become an occasional ReSound contributor. Every once in a while, he'll listen to all the stories on our show and write a short song inspired by them. It's Abraham's ReSound song. It's the ReSound wrap-up song. Here's his first. Listen carefully to see if you can catch all the references to today's Chicago stories. Someone drops a big bill The next day 
celebrate anyway. You just heard a ReSound wrap-up song from contributor Abraham Levitan. For more information about Abraham's projects, including his live game show, Shame That Tune, visit thirdcoastfestival.org. Hi, Peter Sagal here, host of NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and I just don't work in radio. I love radio. I love radio documentaries, radio interviews, radio anything. I love radio so much that when I watch TV, I do it with my eyes closed. And there's no better radio than Third Coast's ReSound. That's the very best radio documentaries from around the world. There's even more of them waiting for you at thirdcoastfestival.org. That website is like this giant ear that travels the globe, sucking up all the good stuff and bringing it back to you. And while you're at thirdcoastfestival.org, you can subscribe to get a new unforgettable radio doc delivered to your inbox twice a month. You can find out about live listening events around town and learn how to support this one-of-a-kind radio festival. So go visit thirdcoastfestival.org. And thanks. ReSound is a production of the Third Coast International Audio Festival in Chicago. I'm Gwen Maxi. The program is produced by Katie Mingle and curated by Johanna Zorn and Julie Shapiro of the Third Coast Festival. The Third Coast interns are Danielle Izel and Julia Weatherill. You can hear today's program at thirdcoastfestival.org, where you can also hear hundreds of outstanding documentaries from around the world and subscribe to our podcast. Lead support for the Third Coast Festival is provided by the Richard H. Driehaus Foundation and the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Additional support is provided by the Boeing Company Charitable Trust, the Agadino Foundation, Chicago's Navy Pier, American Airlines, and the Illinois Arts Council, a state agency. Special thanks to the many individual contributors from Chicago and around the world. The Third Coast Festival was founded in 2000 by WBEZ Chicago. If you want to contact us, we would love to hear from you. Email us at resound at thirdcoastfestival.org. Resound returns next week with more radio that you can't hear anywhere else unless you live everywhere else. Everywhere else.